Today is Wednesday, September 6, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. China's latest attempt to rewrite the Bible. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe and leave a rating. Email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're getting through the news of the cray here each and every weekday, 7 a.m. with yours truly, Dan Andros, and also Billy Hallowell and Trey Gones Phillips. Gentlemen, happy hump day. What's up? Well, I can't believe we're already halfway through. Yeah, well, it was a holiday shortened week, so, you know, it feels a little, little quicker than usual, but uh, we're getting there. Yeah, I'm always thrown off on a holiday weekend, particularly if the holiday's on a Monday. Yeah. My, but I guess you're pleasantly surprised. You're like, oh, we're, we're further into the chaos than I thought we were. And I think there's a syndrome of working at home, which all of us do. Uh, I, I feel like it helps me lose track of what day it is easier. For oh, constantly, I, yeah. I'm not sure why I should know the days of the week better if I walk into an office, but for, I definitely lose track of what day it is way more than I should ever since I started working at home. But I don't know. Generally, particularly since COVID, all of our senses of time have yes gone by the wayside. We no longer have any sort of semblance of time. Nope. That's true. Yeah. That is true. All right. Speaking of time, let's get moving because we got a lot to get through. As always, what's up on the uh, focus story today, guys? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about this really amazing rescue that happened out in Las Vegas, an elderly homeless man being swept away by floodwaters, and thank goodness for a good Samaritan. All right, and we'll be checking in on the main thing with the Soul Shop CEO and filmmaker Dan Luxemburg on their new social media docuseries. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And the Chinese are ramping up their efforts to discredit Christians and stamp out Christianity from the communist country. According to Tina Ramirez, who's the founder of Hardwired Global, she said the Chinese are no longer content with all of these attempts to try to forcibly get Christians to deny their faith. Instead, they're trying to rewrite scripture and what the Bible says. The latest example, very interesting, where Jesus once said to a crowd who was trying to stone a woman, they write it as saying, he who is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone at her. When his words came to their ears, they stopped moving forward. When everyone went out, Jesus stoned the woman himself and said, I'm also a sinner. Bob Fu, the president of China Aid, said, this is happening right now. And we've seen this escalation. Director Mel Gibson's highly anticipated Passion of the Christ sequel is scheduled to begin filming January, 20 years after the original film was released, according to reports. And attendees trying to leave the muddy Burning Man Festival are now having to deal with a seven-hour traffic jam. That's according to reports. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNNews.com. Guys, this Burning Man Festival... I read this about the seven and a half hours that it was taking to get people out of there. Why would anyone do this to themselves to go into the desert? Basically for a glorified fire pit? I don't understand it. Maybe I'm just not an artist. Am I alone? Uh, it feels weird to me. I mean, A, I don't want to be in the desert. B, I don't want to be in the desert. And C, I don't want to be in the desert. But no. also, it feels kind of cultish to me. Yes. yes. Which, and yeah. it always has. And it seems, so one, it seems kind of cultish. And two... It seems like an excuse to do drugs as well. And I just, I, 
I don't know. Doesn't seem like a wise use of our time. No, and I kind of had a chuckle at the irony of it in reading through their mission statement. It feels very socialist in nature. We're going to yeah. bring the commune together and show everybody how it's done. We're not going to have commerce and this evil capitalism take part in this. And then it takes eight hours to leave. So it's kind of ironic to me that they're trying to come up with this amazing system, yet you can't even drive away from it without potentially starving in the desert. Can so, I be honest? I had to re-Google it because I had forgotten all about it. I was like, yeah. what am I even dealing with here? And once you've read like the fourth story on it, you're like, all right, I need to remember what this is. So I had to go back and actually read up on it. It's been since the 90s, right? They go out into the desert and then it's basically a hippie commune out there. Right. Um, all these celebrities go out to it and artists. And like you said, Trey, probably just do drugs and then they burn a big giant stick figure and well, that's your first sign to run when you hear celebrities are flocking somewhere. yes yeah like, i want to flock the other way right like exactly the fire festival all over again yeah well, literally. <laughs> yeah oh my yeah gosh. exactly so kudos to you if you didn't know what the burning man was you're doing life right so but we're gonna move on here we're gonna head over to the focus story and a las vegas man immediately jumped into action over the weekend when he saw an elderly homeless man being swept away by fast-moving floodwaters. What happened here? Yeah, this this story is just wild. There was a lot of rain over the weekend, flooding in Las Vegas, and there's a guy and his friend, they're in their truck. The guy's name is Arturo. He was in the car with a friend. He looks out the window and he sees there's a man, and he, it was kind of tough to see because it was very muddy. The man was covered in mud, who is literally being carried by the water. And you can see video of this. We have it over at Faithwire, um, where he's being just taken in the water. And this guy has to make a split-second decision, Arturo, about what he's going to do. And he jumps out of the car um, and decides to go and rescue this man because he clearly can't stop himself. He's elderly. He's being swept up in the water. And the waters were, they seem from the video, relatively high. And so he gets out and picks the guy up and rescues him and saves him in the middle of this crazy storm. I mean, the whole thing sounds noteworthy, but what was the most interesting part of this rescue? Yeah, you know, you, you have the first factor that they, they weren't even sure what they were looking at. It looked like a guy. Once he realized it was a man who was struggling, he gets out, he goes to rescue him. But Arturo then tells local media that he actually wasn't able to swim. He didn't know how to swim. So not only was he making this decision to get out in the floodwaters, he's making a decision to go rescue this guy when he has no idea. You talk about selflessness how to swim himself. Wow. And you know, he said he didn't even think twice. He said, I was like, I've got to do something for him. I have to save him. And I thought that was just a really selfless element. He even admitted I could have died too. This could have been dangerous for me. I just knew I had to get out there and help this guy. Yeah. That instinct kicked in. That's incredible. What else do we know about the homeless man? So Arturo was able to get him to a, a local house. And I guess this guy ended up staying at this home nearby. Um, this is a 74-year-old man again. He's identified only as David. We don't know a lot about him. He apparently reportedly left the home where he was staying early that next morning. They don't know his whereabouts or if he's okay. Um, and, you know, from the look of the video, it looked like very serious. He could have drowned, obviously. We don't know what sorts of injuries he had. But he had to be lifted up by... I mean, physically lifted up and carried to safety. So we, you know, we don't really know a whole lot about him, but we do know that he was rescued by a good Samaritan who, again, really risked, potentially risked it all going out there to do it. Yeah. Always encouraging to see somebody 
putting their life on the line for another person, especially a stranger. It's just remarkable when we see that. And it, and it shows, right, that we're made in the Imago Dei and that instinctively we know this, that life has value. Otherwise, you wouldn't do this. I mean, animals don't do this, right? If a dog was walking down the street and saw another dog falling off a cliff, they're just going to be like, oh, look at that. And then they're just going to keep sniffing around. So we're obviously made different in these sorts of stories. Point that out. So how can we be praying here? Yeah, you know, obviously praying for his safety and well-being, um, this man, David. You know, there's one moment where Arturo was talking about the rescue, and he said when he picked him up, the man was just, you know, saying to him, please don't let me go, please don't let me go. And he told him, I won't let you go, and the man started crying, you know. So this is a mo an emotional thing, obviously, to go through. Um, and this is somebody, again, from what we know, he appears to have been homeless, so praying for that, um, praying for well-being, and, and, you know, praying for Arturo, too, because I'm sure moments like this, you know, when you're the hero, it could be still a little traumatizing and chaotic, and so lots to pray for and consider there. Yeah, absolutely, but again, it's, it's definitely, at least to me, encouraging to see someone putting their life on the line for another. Yeah, it's it's good to remember these stories because I think it's it can be unifying, whether you're a believer or not. To recognize that we have this inborn instinct, like you were saying, Dan, uh, to protect other human life. And hopefully it's an opportunity that we can use to point people to Christ, right? Because we've talked about this, that the world is constantly trying to figure out where's the moral line, what's our moral compass, what's the standard. And the reality is we all know what it is, right? Because when push comes to shove and you're up against the wall, you're going to do what you need to do to protect yourself, your family, or a stranger if there's something that you can do to protect them. So the reality is we all know what moral right and wrong is. It's just a matter of where it comes from. And as Christians, we know where it comes from, right? It comes from our creator. It comes from God. So maybe using stories like these to have those conversations, to open the door, to show people scripture, to show people the character of God. Um, anyway, obviously a great story with a great ending, but also a good opportunity to share our faith with people. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Appreciate you, Billy, bringing that one onto our radar screens today. No problem. All right, we're going to head over to the main thing now. And Trey, you talked to this CEO and this filmmaker. Why don't you set this one up here for us? Yeah, so his name is Dan Luxemburg. He's the CEO of Soul Shop. He's also a, a filmmaker. Uh, and he decided he wanted to make a, a film or a, a docu-series that lived on social media about Israel. So he found this, uh, well, he actually already knew about them, this, the Schnacky family. People who are younger will know who they are. They're huge TikTok stars. They always wanted to go to Israel. They were connected by a rabbi uh, to Dan, a rabbi actually in Israel, connected all, all of them together. Uh, and they decided to do this. It was their first time. The, the, these young kids, really, they're in their early 20s, were able to go to Israel and really live out a dream. So it just as a series, it's going to be airing September 6th through 10th, and it's just going to walk through their journey of, of, of discovering Israel. Uh, so we talked about how that all came together and how it impacted the Schnacky family. All right. Sounds like a fascinating conversation, and it's the subject of today's main thing. You have a brand new documentary series that's going to be streaming really on social media, which is meeting people, particularly Gen Z, where they're at. And it's all about Israel. Uh, so, Dan, you're the producer director, like you came up with, you're the brains behind this operation. Tell us a little bit about where the idea even came from. So, yeah, thank you again. Um, so we soul shop we're a we're a next gen media company producing content for young audiences like you said we're meeting them where they are producing dope relevant content deeply rooted in faith 
for this Gen Z audience. And we have a, a bunch of content being produced. Um, this is our first project we shot in Israel. And we are we're really close with uh, a really holy man by the name of Bishop Robert Stearns. Good, good friend of the CBN family. And he, um, he, I'll never forget this. He called me and he said, Dan, do you know the, the Schnacky family? I was like, ha ha, like a super fan. I know like, I'm like following all of the accounts trying to track who's dating who and what dropped when. I was like, ha ha ha. He's like, no, no, no. Uh, do you know them? I was like, do I know? I'm, a, I'm like borderline a super fan. And he's like, well, I'm, I met with them and they want to go to Israel. And, and my immediate reaction was, there is such an opportunity to inspire not only them, of course, towards their faith, and their and their relationship with God, but but there are millions of of and millions of super engaged followers, and so that's really when we dove into um, what's the creative going to be here? How are we going to tell the story in, in an organized, efficient manner that lets the schnackies on their trip be in the moment, but at the same time produce something that um, can effectively inspire this young generation towards their faith towards the land of Israel. Mm. You know, Ali, uh, as Dan was saying, so many people are familiar with your brand and and the the family there that y'all have created uh, with your Jaywalkers and all, all of that content. And so tell me a little bit about how that partnership came about and what it was like for you, not just to go to Israel, but also to have it documented and know that it's going to go out and it's going to be impacting people's lives. Oh my gosh. Yes. This gets me so excited because truthfully, the only answer is divine intervention like this was so in god's cards in his plan way back from the beginning ever since we were young like my family has really deeply desired and talked and dreamed about taking a trip to israel and it felt like every single door that we try to knock on would shut trips would be canceled we wanted to go in 2020 and we all know how that turned out and so we were just devastated just waiting for god to bring the right opportunity and the right people to go with and, and so during quarantine, uh, we really began to pray about it. And years after that, we continued that prayer and we met Bishop Robert Stearns at our church. And he was talking about Israel the same time that we were really desiring to go. And I remember talking to him afterwards with my dad and him just saying, you know, we need to get you guys on a trip. And people have said that before, but you know, sometimes it doesn't follow through with like all the different schedules and stuff, but he did like, God planted a seed in his heart. It was his time. He reached out to Dan. And I remember getting on the first phone call with Dan being like, man, this guy's crazy. He's awesome. Like he knows everything about Israel. This is a person that I want to go with. And we started a ton of different meetings, just brainstorming about how do we tell the world and more specifically our generation about what is going on over there? Because truthfully, like I said, since we were all young, it has been one of our biggest desires growing up in faith to go be in the land that we've read about our entire lives and to see what it was like, get that deeper connection with our savior. And when we went, um, we definitely got that. But yeah, we really wanted to share that with the rest of the world because truthfully, we knew we couldn't be the only ones. Just nobody yeah. talked about it. There wasn't that opportunity. Even growing up, I'd look on Google, I'd look on YouTube and everything. Show me videos of Israel. I want to know more about Israel. Where did this happen? There was nothing that reached the need of our generation. So when we connected with Dan, and he thought about this series to do where we could go over there and find them new like archaeological finds or be standing in the place that like these biblical stories happen. Like it was 
the most incredible opportunity of my entire life. And I am so, so, so excited for this series to come out because it it fills that need, I think, for the first time ever. You know, just to build off of that, because yeah, obviously you can sense that energy from from Allie, right? Like they're just Allie and her family and, and that group of the Jaywalkers collective. It's just it's palpable. You feel it when you're scrolling through TikTok. And like Allie, I used to just nerd out on YouTube and be like videos of Israel, you know, archaeological finds. And every video was the same, like 75 year old professor that was almost like trying to put us asleep. And and when when the Schnackies and and Bishop Stearns came to us with this with this trip, I, I I was like, oh my God, here's an opportunity to take these the most energetic, inspirational group of of friends and family, and it literally like now I'm so happy for this doc series. I'm so but I'm so happy for that one kid who's on YouTube and TikTok yeah. and Instagram who's gonna search something around Israel. And not be so bored, but be inspired, laugh, cry, continue to be immersed in the snacky world and and feel a deeper connection. So when they open their Bible, it's not this faraway ancient land of Israel, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's somewhere you can literally go online and book a flight. Ali, if you could just tell me a little bit about, as we're kind of rounding out the conversation, what was maybe a, a really impactful part of this trip for you of making the documentaries or something that you went to Israel and you were maybe not expecting or that surprised you in a new way about the, about God's word? Man, there was so much, honestly, that surprised me about Israel. I think that like whenever you haven't gone somewhere and when you desire to go somewhere so much, you know, you come up with this idea of what it's like in your head. And when we went over to Israel, going over to the Middle East was, if I'm just being completely transparent with you guys, ever since I was young, and same with a couple people on our group too, that was a huge fear of mine. You know, living in America, like you hear so much about what goes on in the Middle East, especially when you're a person of faith. And so I was terrified. And honestly, the biggest thing that God taught me in this whole entire documentary series was just how protected you are when you are walking in his will. And I think that Israel is an amazing example of that because from the minute we connected with Dan, when we connected with Bishop Robert Stearns, there was this immediate peace that surpassed understanding, just like the Bible talks about that came over me, that came over our group. And one of honestly the most chaotic times when we landed. And I remember getting there and there was this supernatural peace that surpassed understanding over this country. Like it wasn't just one place. It was the entire country. You could see it in the people. You could see it in the land. Like it was incredible. And the way things prospered, like it was just so obvious that there was a hunger, like Dan was saying, after God and his will, whether it's being praying at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. at the Western Wall, whatever it is, there was a hunger for God. And because of that, the hand of favor over that country, over those people was something I'd never experienced like that thick before. And ever since I've gotten home, and I'm a homebody, so this this says a lot, I have had a humongous desire to go back. There is not one day that passes that I do not think I need to be back in Israel. And it's not just me. It's all of my friends. It's all of my family. First thing we do now when we meet someone is, have you been to Israel? You really need to go. You need to stop saying, because you know, all of us answered the same thing. We all said, oh, we've always wanted to go. Stop saying you want to go and make it a priority because I want to make it something that's a priority in my life literally every single year just being in that land is something that's different being connected to it 
being connected to history and what God's done and what he's doing. Thank you both, Ali and Dan, so much for taking a few minutes to talk with us. This is a fascinating topic and I'm looking forward to talking again soon. Thank you this so much so for the time. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right, Trey, thanks for that conversation there. And you can check out that full interview on the CBN News YouTube channel. I'll also have the link in the description to this podcast episode. And that's going to leave us with time on the pod today for one last thing. So I love this verse because it's such a powerful reminder of who God is, but it's James 2.19. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and <laughs> shudder. Um, and not just who God is, but but who we're supposed to see God as. Even the demons know who God is, right? And yeah. so that's not enough to say, I believe in God. It, you have to have a relationship with Christ. Absolutely. And that it is an indictment to see that even the demons believe, right? Like it's such an obvious thing. And so it's it's an indictment on all the people who claim to not know God or we have no evidence of God. All through scripture, we see that even the demons do acknowledge God. But like you said, it's not enough to just believe. You also have to follow. You know, I think James is one of those books that you 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 love it sometimes and other times you're like, oh man, I really didn't <laughs> want to hear that because it's so convicting, yeah. but there's so much truth packed in such a small book. Uh, and yeah, that's a great reminder to remember intellectual knowledge doesn't really mean anything. There needs to be a heart transformation by the Holy Spirit. Yep, absolutely. All right, good spot to leave it there. We are going to be back here, Lord willing, in that creek don't rise tomorrow with more news from a Christian perspective. And don't forget, get on over to cbnnews.com, faithwire.com. Make it a daily stop. Check out the news of the day from a Christian perspective. God bless. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>